We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and Bible study for March 6, 2017. And uh, we're going to continue on here. Next report is entitled, All H-E-L-L is Breaking Loose. Will we survive the Soros-led American Spring? And again, this heavily ties into everything that we've just been talking about. Um, as the old saying goes, when one thing happens, it is a coincidence. Or it could be a coincidence. When something happens twice, it's a trend. When the event slash action gets repeated for a third time, it's a pattern. What are we talking about here? The overthrow of the United States government. Trevor London, the author of Enemies Within, and myself are all saying, I believe this is from Dave Hodges, all saying the same thing. We are in the early stages of a civil war that is designed to take down the United States. The New World Order must destroy the U.S. because there is no place in the New World Order for liberty and freedom. Yeah, it's a great point. There's just no room there at all. And America's about the only place left. You look at what's going on in Europe with all of the uh, Muslim infiltration and stuff, so I mean that's pretty much for a lot of for a lot of Europe, it's almost a lost cause at this point. I mean they've they've they're so entrenched with ISIS and, and the Muslim terrorists. The idea of a nation state will go by the wayside, and the planet will be governed corporate style, such as in the 1975 movie Rollerball. <laughs> what a great movie that was! Prior to the election of Trump, the globalists were in the final phase of extracting as much material wealth from the people of the United States before collapsing the system. Now the globalists must fight to get back what ground they have lost due to the election of Trump. And again, also their backs against the wall because of the whole exposing of the pedo gate. Just one of the things. The Democrats and Republicans are united on the need to take down Donald Trump. The president... President Trump is the convenient fall guy from which to target so that globalists can squash once and for all the populist spirit of the American people prior to the nation's destruction. The Congress and the Senate are united on two fronts. Number one, they both support free trade agreements and these representatives of the people have been handsomely rewarded for falling into line with the corporate takeover of the U.S. government. So it's like Trump's battling like, you know, almost all the factions of the wicked high government in D.C., and a lot of the obvious governors and a lot of even, you know, corrupt local governmental agencies that are all yoked up and tied together. I mean, the battle's just gigantic. Not to say there's not any good people in the system, but, you know, the wicked seem to be really, really heavily, um, heavily present near the top of the food chain. The globalists, uh, and then number two, the globalists are promoting mass immigration in all Western nations. Why? The, simple, the answer is simple. They seek to deculturalize the major nations prior to establishing global governance. See, when you, when you bring in um, Islam, okay, that devil death cult, well, it, it basically goes in and just annihilates all the other cultures because all the other cultures, in order to be politically correct, has to submit to Islam and all of its edicts until ultimately these areas are all under Sharia law, which, you know, in, in order to be politically correct and in order not to offend anybody in Islam, even though they're going to come in and chop off your head and rape your, your daughters and your wives and things of this nature, that's fine because, you know, you've got to be politically correct and Islam is puritanical and wonderful and good and it can do no wrong, obviously. So that's why they're doing this, um, or at least one of the reasons. They seek to deculturalize the major nations prior to establishing global governance. 
when the dominant language and the mores and the customs of the modern nations are gone, all that is left then is globalism. All in all, this process can be understood from three perspectives. Part one, the enemies from within, and this is from Trevor Loden, who he referenced. In his book and in his documentary, by the same name, Loden identifies 80 elected representatives of the American people who have been elected to the House and the Senate who belong to front groups for either the Communist Party or the world's biggest terrorist organization, the Muslim Brotherhood, or both at the same time. I mean, Obama brought in tons and tons of people in high political office who were, you know, basically heavily connected to Islamic terrorist groups, you know. Uh, largely, these representatives, such as Elizabeth Warren and John McCain, have been recruited from the ranks of those who enthusiastically support free trade and subsequent loss of millions of American jobs. They're traitorous devils straight from the pit of hell, in other words. McCain was the co-sponsor of CAFTA, a free trade agreement. Loden details how these associations impact the American people as it alters congressional policies and laws that are passed. Loden's documentary is available on Amazon Prime. Also, I should mention that former Congressman West makes the exact same claims as Loden does, and he names the same people. Am I talking about treason? You are D-A-M-N right, I am. Uh, part two, second part, the subversive groups of Obama and Soros. These are all these groups are connected. In the following video, Doug Hagman described in detail, and we're not going to play the video, we're just going to kind of describe what's on it. In detail, the emerging covert army that is emerging in America and in America designed to overthrow the government. As I said, Donald Trump is just a convenient target. The real objective is the subjugation, the depopulation of, and the destruction of the U.S. Constitution and all American civil liberties. See, if they're able to pull this off, what I'm, what I'm saying that they're going to try to pull off in the next month to two months, if, they, if their plans go according to plan, well, it's not something that we will ever recover from. It's over. For America it's over if they're able to get in there and get either assassinate Trump or get him impeached get all of his cabinet picks out of there and implement this basically this gigantic uh, <laughs> war against the American people on all the different fronts that I described today I don't want to repeat them all but you you know what I've just talked about if they're able to do that it's game over America will never be the same. It is going to go to the third world, civil war, I mean, blood on the streets, anarchy, you name it. It's nothing that America will ever recover from. And we will go into the new world order. And um, that'll be that, basically. Now, I'm not saying God can't protect specific people in specific instances and that his hand is limited or anything like that. I'm just saying from a corporate American type people level, that's what's going to happen. That's why I'm so heavily emphasizing this because their backs against the wall, they've got, they pushed all their chips in. They're going for broke. It's obvious they have to go for broke. That's why the, 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 this is such a crucial time that we're in right now. If by chance, God in his grace got us through this and and these people were exposed and these pedophiles were you know this pedophile network started collapsing and, and trump was able to actually you know start instituting a lot of these things and these protective mechanisms and if he was insulated from all of this wickedness and if the mainstream media was held accountable for what they're in all a lot of other things 
If you were able to pull that off, the tide could start turning in a positive direction for good. And maybe to have a reprieve for a time. I don't know how long it would last. I don't know. But, I mean, obviously that's what any person would want. I mean, that had any kind of righteous, you know, wanting in them. Um, But I guess, again, may the Lord's will be done. But I I do think it's something we need to pray about on a daily basis. Um, And hard. And fast if you feel so led and educate other people. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. So let's go further here. At the heart of the subversive takedown of America is Obama's org- Organizing for America. It is run by former President Obama and it has 250 na- nationwide chapters. Emanating from this parent group are the other Obama Soros groups such as Indivisible. These are names of them indivisible receives their funding from soros groups such as moveon.org and the aclu it is interesting to note that the last oscars the loony left that dominates the holly that dominates hollywood uh they the hollywood contingent were wearing blue ribbons to support the aclu uh doug hagman singles out angela padilla as one of the leaders in this movement she is connected to the soros funded la raza which is the one that Obama gave those billions to in that slush fund, illegally, that we just talked about, which seeks to break up the United States through movements like CalExit, of which Padilla, along with the Mexican consulate and the drug cartel leaderships, uh, compromise and... Uh, leadership compromise an intimate part of CalExit, and our former Attorney General Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch are all part of this. Doug also points out that the group Indivisible has published a, it's called, quote, a practical guide for resisting the Trump agenda. I mean, they're that out. Can you imagine if a conservative group during Obama's reign published a guide that was a practical guide to resist the Obama agenda? They would be labeled as KKK, you know, uh, you know, just every every label you could you could name. White supremacist, I'm sure, everything you could throw at them. But it's fine for them to do it. You know, because they're wicked, they're evil, and, and Satan protects his own. That's how it works. Uh, this is a this is a basically a manual that is uh, shows you how to destroy the Constitution, the economy, and the social fabric of America. Because we'd all be so much better off if that happened, right? You know, these, these, these idiots don't understand that it's almost like they're, it's like they're wanting their own destruction. They're not going to be better off. These people in like moveon.org and Black Lives Matter and, and Leroy and all of these organizations, they're not going to be better off when all this stuff goes down. I don't know if they think they're going to rule and reign with Satan or whatever, but it's, it's going to be like a third world country if this goes down. But they're, they're too demon-possessed to the toenails to see that. They literally are vessels of Satan on two legs. You know, that's, all, that's really the only conclusion I can really come to. Doug also identifies the Weather Underground, which is run through the man who launched Obama's political career, Bill Ayers, has reared its ugly head again, once again, to terrorize America. The social networking and planned rioting from the Soros-funded groups like the Center for Popular Democracy... The thugs from ACORN, which are funded by the Ford Foundation and the Democracy Alliance, will wreak havoc on the American people this spring. Okay, and remember, that Orville Dam thing, 
that could be the the the, the linchpin for a lot of this stuff to kick off you have some big natural catastrophe who knows what they might do they might try to you know all of these dams like i said they've been built like they've been built on fault lines there's so many different things that could play out that they could try to pull and i got a feeling if they did it they're going to try doing it all at once for maximum order out of chaos you know shock and awe that term as well doug notes that twitter and facebook are facilitating the revolution as expected the media is part of this and this is why president trump labeled the media as the enemy of the people the readers should get the idea but this is only the tip of the iceberg part three which is the implementation of the soros-led takedown of america um this is from dave hodges i've previously stated that america is at a very dangerous time in her history the enemy uh like george soros and his puppeteers are already inside the gates wreaking havoc uh, and then this next part is entitled the arab spring in 2017 comes to america george soros is following a script he is all too familiar with soros is implementing the arab spring strategies in a very similar fashion to what he did over five years ago in the middle east his playbook is the combination of the hillary clinton hero saul Alinsky, and his book rules for radicals it is it is becoming clear that soros is implementing the strategies associated with the first three stages listed uh below however we can and we'll cover those however we can be certain that the globalists are going all the way and this is the final solution there will become a bifurcation point where the soft kill methods and the diluting the native population through massive immigration will not be enough to ensure total dictatorial control over the planet by the globalists because its methods of replacement are not expeditious enough that is when the soft kill will need to become the final solution and turn to a hard kill see if they kick this stuff off that i'm talking about and it and it gets traction and let's say trump is discredited and impeached and they're able to all these islamic terror cells go green and then the, and then the foreign troops are activated and then the mexican drug cartels and the illegal aliens that are with la raza uh, azatlan movement and stuff and all that stuff starts to go hot and active and all of the liberals are, are and then the black lives matter if all that stuff starts to go off it's just not going to stay stagnant it is going to progress into a greater bloodbath by the day this is why doing this study or these studies about this subject over and over again because i'm trying through education and through prayer if it is god's will that possibly this could be averted and prevented because i'm telling you there's no coming back from this if this goes off it's not like i'm going to be doing a study a year from now after this all went no there will probably be no no internet there there it'll be a grid down situation they're probably gonna like they said take the phones out there'll probably between now and then be some kind of pandemic situation there's going to be societal collapse all of these things are going to be activated you're going to have natural disasters and calamities and all these things going off it'll never be the same so like i said you know i never know when when it's going to be my last broadcast and and i'm telling you this has more potential for that than just about anything i've ever reported on there's because there's so many ways they could potentially kick this off and pull this off you know if if god doesn't intervene um so let's go further here uh 
in history, the pattern is always the same. Step one, perpetuate an economic collapse that will put millions of desperate people on the street. It is better if this can happen in the midst of some other social chaos to take full advantage of the magnification effect. The plan calls for the complete disintegration of law and order. Soros has his excuse, the election of Donald Trump. That's their, that's their scapegoat. Donald Trump, the source of all evil on the planet, in his cabinet. Soros has, prop, this, this guy I heard yesterday were talking about, him, he thinks he's God. He refers to himself like God. He's like 100 years old. I mean, the guy looks like he is been in the casket for, I don't know, I don't know, 20, 30 years? You know, he's got that real fresh out of the casket look. I mean, this is this is a, the Walking Dead. This is this is nothing but a, a, a literal vessel of Satan. Um, he the, the the man is is just pure evil, evil incarnate, George Soros, somebody we should specifically be praying against. I believe uh, Soros has properly engineered groupthink in which some groups collectively have manufactured enough fear based upon lies that people are striking out. We are seeing this with the riots in our major cities. Soros is perpetuating, and see, Trump's trying to smooth everything over. He's going in there fulfilling a lot of his promises, which is benefiting everybody, which is helping the economy, which is helping the stock on all of these things. So it's kind of hard for them to get really, really angry at Trump right now because there's like good things that have been happening, but see, then the main, main lamestream double prostitute media keeps coming out and saying, "Yeah, but he did this and he's this and he's this and all of these false accusations," to try to get everybody to keep hating him. But if he keeps doing positive, good things, and then he goes and he makes these speeches like he did the other day, where he's trying to unite everybody, he's trying to get everybody on the same page, he's trying to say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to help the minorities. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this." Kind of hard to be mad at him. When you see all these positive things, they can't have that. So see, the sooner they pull this stuff off, if they can do it, the better. Because their back's against the wall. They don't want him gaining traction with their base, which would be like the liberals. They don't want that. They want division. They want to divide and conquer. Okay, so uh, let's go further here. Soros is perpetuating a race war, and when it spreads to other segments of our population... Not only will safety be in peril, but will also the dis distributions of goods and services. Step two, combine the economic collapse with the creation of a false flag series of events which necessitates the need for martial law and extreme measures of subjugation. It would appear that a mass casualty event is in the works, but the rioting of groups like the Obama's, Obama's movement will do quite nicely in the meantime. Step three, cordon off people for their own protection by eliminating travel. In other words, these are the logical progressions of what we can expect if they're able to kick this stuff off. Step four, exploit whatever free labor can be extracted from this doomed group while they're being protected, and this means implementation of a congressionally backed New Deal-like programs, which will promise to put people back to work. You can call them labor camps. I will call them FEMA camps. This is precisely what the Weatherman Underground leader Bill Ayers talked about doing. Step five, systematically exterminate the undesirable group as a move to promote national unity against a contrived enemy like the Christians. By this time, Trump will be gone from power. The new radicals will impose the use of the NDAA, and this will come into full view, and we will witness unparalleled persecution of the average citizens that, quote, don't fit in. Step six, remember, this is if Satan has his way. I'm not here to be doom and gloom. I'm saying if Satan had his way, this is what 
this is what their playbook is. This is their game plan. Step six, World War III will evolve out of the turmoil, as was the case with World War II, serfdom will reemerge. Step seven, when this is when global depopulation will begin in earnest. When the smoke clears and the bulk of humanity has been buried, the New World Order will truly be born. Conclusion, these seven steps are all supported by past history. What makes, and, and, and remember, one of the main, main things that has to happen for this to go down, especially in America, where it, this is the most heavily armed nation in the history of man, by far, no nation could even come close to it. Obama was the best gun salesman that, that the world has ever seen. You have to disarm the populace prior to annihilation of that populace, to prior to the extermination of them. Every single dictator that's ever come into power in the last hundred years when firearms were, they always, you look at Stalin, you look at Hitler, you look at Pol Pot, you look at Mao Zedong, all of them, they always had to depopulate, they always had to disarm the population prior to their extermination policy. The only way I could see them really being able to pull that off effectively is if they had a pandemic. Because if they could say, oh, I have a pandemic, hey, guess what, we got the cure, but hey, what, guess what, you got to turn in your guns. You got to submit to a, a, you know, a search of your house and, and we'll give you the cure, but it's going to, it's going to come, come at a price. You know, talk about ma- making a deal with Satan. You get that vaccine, you're probably not even fully human anymore because there's all kind of foreign uh, bioengineered DNA in the vaccine. I've got into this before. I mean, I keep seeing the same thing over and over with these vaccines. It's all about totally rewriting our DNA where we're not human anymore fully. Okay? And that's what Satan wants, man. What was Genesis 6 all about? Totally tainting and and, and um, not destroying our DNA, but corrupting our DNA. When the fallen angels procreated with women, okay, producing the Nephilim, which is the root word for giants, translated from Genesis 6, which means the fallen ones, and, you know, their foreign DNA it was corrupted and it, and it started to corrupt mankind and then it, and then there's other um it's just it's a horrible situation and they're doing it this time primarily they're trying to do it and they're going to try to do it through the vaccinations and they are doing it I mean, look at the vaccine schedules that they've got now they want to bring it up to like 100 and then 150 and then 200 it's never going to end so like i said it's either it's either you know kind of like fight with all you've got now in prayer and these types of things because if it gets past their this initial stage where they're able to start implementing this and they're able to get trump out of office i I don't see that you know i just don't see that things will ever turn around and i don't really see any bible for things turning around either i don't mean to be johnny raincloud but i'm being realistic i'm being i'm trying to be biblical when i'm looking at this and and again it may not be the lord's will i mean the book of revelation Daniel and other places in the Bible, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, you know, it's got to play out in order for the Bible to be fulfilled. But no matter what, even if we die, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We are on the winning team. Pray that you are counted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. We are more than overcomers through the Lord Jesus Christ. So keep your eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ no matter what. Conclusion, these seven steps are all supported by past history, what makes Americans think that we are immune 
to the established historical precedent. Sometimes it is good to be reminded of who we are fighting and what their agenda 2030 consists of. That's the UN 2030 agenda. Okay, so we have that, that report. Now let's go to the next report. The occult takes on President Trump and more witchcraft rituals are planned. And, I, and again, I released this in my newsletter, but I just want to touch on this again. Following in the footsteps of, of good old uh, demon-possessed devil Lady Gaga, L- Lana Del Rey, I haven't even heard of her, is attempting to use witchcraft to remove Donald Trump from the presidency. So, not only are, are, are the Soros-led groups and all these other mainstream media overtly trying to get him impeached, discredit him, they'd love to see him assassinated, but you've got open witchcraft taking place on a mass scale against him. Now, could you imagine if there were Christians that had come out and, and made some type of statement like this, praying against Trump or, or Obama when he was... Can you imagine the demonization from from the leftist media if that were to have happened? Now, I think that's a good thing. I think we should be praying against the wicked rulers and, and things of this of this nature, that they do not prosper in wickedness, that they're not able to hurt the innocents, the innocent out there. And, you know, Obama's a gigantic, you know, abortion, most pro-abortion senator ever on record. I mean, just so many things about Obama. All of the the evil and wickedness that that transpired under his term. You know? Um, Anyway... She's attempting to use witchcraft to remove Donald Trump from the presidency. At this stroke of midnight, the famed singer tweeted, February 24th, which is already passed, obviously, March 26th, which is coming up, April 24th, and May 23rd. Uh, these are the, the nights that these spells are to be cast. Ingredients can be found online for the witchcraft spell. Observers noted that these dates line up with the waning crescent moon ritual dates. See, they do everything through astrological uh, things. That's that's how when the certain spells um, have to be done and are also much more powerful from an astrological, demonic type standpoint. Okay, full moons are a big dates. So then you've got the actual occult holidays like May first, Beltane, and Halloween, Samhain, and you know. Uh, all of these different witchcraft dates that we've covered over and over, Ishtar, Easter, these types of things. So, uh, they take this very, very seriously, and listen, if there was no power or benefit in witchcraft, why would there be all of these millions of people doing this? Why would there be whole cultures of paganism from the past that, that participated in things like this, where it literally deceived whole populations? There is benefits to witchcraft. It's just, you know, ultimately you're going to burn in hell. And, and um, you know, it's a horrible, horrible thing. They're deceived. And, and, you know, we should pray for them that, you know, God opened their eyes to the truth. If God has to hang these people out over hell in order for them to get their eyes opened, so be it. Better that that happen than they burn in hell for eternity. You know? Uh, anyway... These dates line up with the waning crescent moon ritual dates, dates that were recently made headlines as members of the occult claim they would perform ceremonies to rid the world of Donald Trump each time the event occurs. They're basically trying to kill him, is, is really what this is. So it's like a death, I believe it's more of a death curse than anything else. But it's fine, you know, 
because you know they're witches, so they, they get a free pass. The, the necessary ingredients have previously been revealed to be an unflattering photograph of Donald Trump, a bowl of water, a tower tarot card, and a tiny stub of an orange candle. According to those participating in the ritual, they will not cease until Trump is finally out of power. But they really want him dead. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Meanwhile, Del Rey has been busy promoting her latest song entitled Love. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Doesn't that warm the cockles of your heart? I know it does mine. The first single from her forthcoming studio album. May God rain down his fury on your wickedness. Marina Del Rey and, and or Lana Del Rey and Lady Gaga and all you devil witches. May he strip every single one of you of every bit of witchcraft power that you have. And may your own tongue fall upon yourselves. And I pray if it be possible, your souls be saved. I truly do. But I pray you are not able to prosper in your wicked works and in your wicked actions. I just, you know, <laughs> I told you and I've stated many, many times that the backbone of the coming New World Order religion under Antichrist and false prophet is witchcraft. You're going to have an amalgamation of all these different religions coming together, which are basically just pseudo-death cults anyway that all have some level of witchcraft in them. It's going to be like the Tower of Babel where they're coming back in again. They're taking all their occult power. They're going to be combining it. And it's going to be the most powerful form of witchcraft the world's ever known. Where do you think the power and the source for all of the, the signs and lying wonders and miracles, whereby which the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to deceive the whole world come from? It's, it's witchcraft. It's the highest level of witchcraft we've ever seen. It's what's coming. So that's the real battle there. Okay, let's go further. Uh, shifting gears, but not so much shifting gears, because we've talked a lot about, I've, I've alluded a lot to Pizzagate. Um, and again, this is all related. Normalizing pedophilia. The Pope removes penalties for priests who molest children. <laughs> yeah, this sick devil from the pit of hell that needs to be burning in hell has done this. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Incrementalism is how the globalists get things done. And child sex trafficking is not any different. And this is what Trump wants to go after. The trafficking, which is their supply line. And they can't have that. They gotta have that steady flow of little innocent children that they can torture, rape, and in in sexually abuse and then kill. Okay, that's what they that's what they think is fun. That's what they do to have a good time. That's how sick they are. So I'm trying to motivate you to righteous indignation. Because these are things we should be righteous indignant about. Righteous indignation is an attribute of God. And there's so much to be mad about in today's day and age from a righteous standpoint. The Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. That's the hard part, <laughs> for me at least. Because, you know, I get really angry when I see this because, you know. Anyway, um, don't forget that Soros once gave $2 million to NAMBLA. You know what NAMBLA stands for? North American Man-Boy Love Association. I'm not making this up. North American Man-Boy Love Association association they call it love when they force themselves when a grown man forces himself on a little boy may you burn in hell white hot this night you sick pedophilic devils that's my wish for you you ask me 
when you cross that line and you're you're in you're you're into the whole realm of pedophilia you're you're unredeemable i've never seen one person that has ever said i got saved and i was a I was a pedophile sodomizing little children and little boys and I got miraculously saved. I'm not saying it can't happen. I don't want to, I don't want, I'm just saying that I got to believe 99.99%. You, you go that far, you cross the line, I really believe. I mean, Jesus Christ said, you know, but whoso shall offend, uh, Matthew 8, 18, 6, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. There's another version that states it a little different way. That's what Jesus said. So that's that, that doesn't sound like there's any going back for that. That doesn't sound like there's any hope. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's just for one that, that, I mean, can you imagine like sodomizing, raping, torturing, and then killing a little child, which is what they do. This is, not only is it horrific, not only can you imagine the terror of these poor little children, but it's also defiling the land. It's allowing, it's cursing the land. It's bringing a literal curse on the land, just like the abortion clinics are. All this innocent blood crying out from the land. Satan loves it. He loves it. He loves defiling innocence. So this is why this is so near and dear to him. This is why I'm so like, okay, guys, this is it. <laughs> this is the, the um, I'm telling you, they've, they've, they're putting all their chips in. And their and their their cards are on the table now. They're just they're just coming out and being open. Soros once gave two million dollars to NAMBLA, the organization seeking to legalize pedophilia, men with little boys. The Pope has permitted one of his main priests to get away with repeatedly molesting five boys. With here is the punishment: a lifetime of prayer intervention quote a lifetime of prayer oh what four hail marys and and maybe some genuflection yeah yeah like that devil ever had the power to forgive any sin jesus christ is the only one that can do that but this is what the pope said he repeatedly molesting five boys and that's probably just tip of the iceberg of what he's done well i'm going to give him a little slap on the wrist he's getting a lifetime of prayer and um that's that's all he's good to go wonder why these pedophiles always reoffend because they're demon possessed to the toenails they're pure evil pizzagate isn't pizzagate if it's legal see if we can legalize it which will be the next step. They get Trump out of there. Oh, we're going to legalize pedophilia. It's not, there's nothing wrong with it. It's all good. You're the bigot. You're not, a, this is my, this is my sexual orientation. I like little boys. Therefore, I'm going to go and force myself on them in this sick and depraved way. And you better like it or you're not, or you're going to be the one that we come after. why they're trying to give all these special rights to transgenderism they're just trying to see how far they can push the envelope really really fair to have you know grown men in bathrooms with potentially little girls in there and they're they're forcing their will 
their sick, perverted inclinations on women and potentially little children, little girls and stuff like that, in bathrooms. What about the women's rights and the little children's rights and the, and the teenage girls' rights that are in those bathrooms? What about their rights? That should trump all of that from some sick, perverted devil. Again. <laughs> oh. So, the Pope is furthering the cause of normalizing and eventually legalizing pedophilia. This is just the beginning if they get their way. So, I'm going to play this little video clip for you here. Is that it again? Pope Francis, and honestly, what are you Catholics going to stand up and revolt against this? He thinks it's okay. Uh, the, 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 listen, I've dealt with enough Catholics... They're, for the most part, just part of the problem. They're just turning the other way. They're, they're demon-infested. I'm sorry. For the most part, they are. If, if they had any kind of, 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 of vision of what, of what is truly going on in the church, the, the legions of pedophile priests, that alone should be a deal-breaker. Okay? All of the things you have to ignore being a Catholic... I saw my grandma, my grandma Myers, you know, before she died. I mean, I tried to lead her to the Lord, but man alive. When I brought up the Catholic stuff, whoo, saw a side of her I'd never seen before. What was that? Demons. Demons. And in the end, she wasn't even in the Catholic Church, you know? But, I mean, they're some of the hardest people on the planet to reason with because there is no reasoning. They're in a black death cult. A pseudo-Christian, fake Christian, black death cult. When you go into a Catholic church as a Catholic, you are getting re-demon infested every time. Every time you take that Catholic communion host and through the whole thing of transubstantiation where you believe you're, that, that you're, um, the, the priest has the power to literally transform the Catholic communion host and the wine into the literal I don't mean figurative, I mean literal, body and blood of Jesus Christ, which is what the whole Catholic doctrine of transubstantiation says, you are continually getting, have to go back to the Catholic Church to get your sins rewashed and reforgiven, and then you have the things like the confessional and all the other seven sacraments that they have to keep in order to constantly keep their slate clean. And even then, there's no real guarantee. You got purgatory, and then you have somebody pray you out. It's a works-based devil death cult. That will only take you to hell. Just like all works-based religions. I just call myself a Bible-believing Christian. For you are saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's what the Bible says. And it's very, very dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. But they're some of the most hard-hearted people you, you'll ever deal with when it comes to this. They don't care about reason, you know. Some of them do come out, and I, I think the, the the best thing you can do if you have uh, people that are Catholics caught up in this is pray specifically for them that God will break these scales off their eyes and and, and open their eyes to the truth and, and break them out of this death cult, you know, specifically. Uh, that priests should commit pedophilia. In fact, actually, he's let one priest off with a lifetime of prayer 
I don't know where the civil authorities are on this. Is he the civil authority? Is the Pope override civil authority now? Maybe he does. There is no separation of church and state. And I am outraged by the fact that the priest says that these people need understanding. See, the, this whole pedophile network, it, it's, it's literally the backbone of the whole New World Order. All of, all of these devils in the Illuminati and in, in high-level religions, and I don't mean just Catholicism, I mean all mainstream corporate 501c3 religions. You've got, you got the Baptists, you got them all, man. you got the Lutherans, the, the Episcopalians, you got them all. The Lutherans, I'm talking, I'm not saying every pastor of every church is like that, but I'm saying a lot of them are, and the higher you go up on the food chain, the more likely you're going to find this. It's in Hollywood, it's in sports it's in um the government it's just every it, it, it is something that is a common thread through so much of our society that we're not even aware of and this is why they cannot let trump do what he's talking about doing or jeff sessions because man it's like one of those things where you, you pull a string and then you know the whole garment unravels they cannot have that and this is why we need to pray that 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 this is exactly what happens that this that this whole pedophilic global network go down because it's literally the backbone of everything i mean that's the worst thing you can do so of course satan's going to control his minions you know through that that's i mean it's it's the most shameful thing you could ever get exposed for basically it's the most twisted thing it's the most perverted thing and and it's also the thing that probably infests you more than any other thing from a demonic standpoint so it's very, very, very important for Satan that this that the lid stays on this, and this is why I'm 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 I've done so many studies on this. I mean, you just key in pedophilia in my keyword search box at Contending for Truth Talk. I mean, I did like a ten parter on Disney, you know, on, on how sick, twisted, and wicked Disney. There's another part of the pedophile network, you know. Well, fine. I want to understand them too. I want to understand them why they're sitting in a jail cell rotting away for the horrific crimes they commit against children. One of the things that really has me irked is the fact that these animals who abuse children, they abuse, according to the FBI, about 30 kids over a five-year period before they're caught. And then they go away and they come out and almost 99% of them re-offend. They do it again. So I'm assuming he's meaning the priests here. They abuse about 30 kids in their parish or, or whatever for the caught and then they then they just they get a slap on the wrist they move them to a different church which is what the catholic church does and then they just come back and do the same thing well they're doing what really the catholic church wants them to do they wanted them to defile innocence and and yet they 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 act like they're so holy oh father forgive me for my sins the bible says call no man father but your father in heaven they're black robed devils from the pits of hell Okay, the, the the whole you know I'm sorry you 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 become a Catholic you know you're you're infested with devils and demons, all the rites they have to do and all the stuff and all the pride that goes along with it, and then the celibacy thing which is unbiblical, unless that's something that that God has given you the gift for regarding celibacy. And, but it's a mandatory thing there. There's no Bible for that. There's no Bible. The Bible says the pastor should be the husband of one wife. Or the elder or the bishop or the deacon. The, the husband of one wife. And there's no Bible for female pastors at all. There's none. The Bible says husband of one wife, not wife of one husband. 
So you can, and then you got all these these women preachers up there preaching, having their own churches. I mean, it's just insanity. Well, you're you're a you're a whatever. You're a bigot. You're you're whatever. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I've done a whole teaching on this. What women can do for the Lord biblically, and I just go through the Bible. I say, here's what the Bible says. You can get mad at me all day long, but really your argument is with the word of God. Skiing woman, women, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I just, I walk you through it. I never had one woman come back to me and do any kind of point-by-point point refutation on that. You can't. It's just Bible, you know? Not that I'm so whatever gifted as an orator. Or I'm just, this is what the Bible says, you know? Very, very, very clear. You know, King James, at least, that's what it, you know, it's very, very clear on that. I don't know, they probably got verses coming out now where, you know, you could have a goat being the pastor. Who knows? See, I've often said, life is prison, or they agree to medication that chemically castrates them. There is no rehabilitation with these animals. They're sick, twisted animals that do not deserve to walk our streets and keep victimized. They, they don't deserve to live. They forfeited their right to live a long time ago. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, but that, I, I, I just, I get what he's saying. Yeah, I'd rather see him behind bars where they can't reoffend or whatever. But I mean, come on. I mean, this is the most, this is the most heinous thing you can, you can even conceive. They, they don't, they don't deserve to be drawing breath. Our children, and yet we've got the Pope that says, "Hey, Dave, that's okay. You know, we'll just have a lifetime of prayer." They're just misunderstood. Let me tell you what's really going on here. This is a New World Order agenda. I have talked about this for several people in the independent media. And what we're looking at here is the fact that they're trying to normalize pedophilia. This is an incremental, inch-by-inch inch approach. Let's take punishment away from the perverts. Let's slowly but surely make it mainstream. And pretty soon, just like we found with the transsexuals, it becomes a civil rights issue. Absolutely. How dare you talk about pedophiles that way? They're only fulfilling what God has commanded them to do. Your sexuality, Dave, may be women. Theirs is children. It's okay. This is where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Mark my words. Yep. How many times have we seen perversion creep up on society to where it becomes normalized? Well, that's it for the comment. All right, he, he nailed it. He nailed it. Uh, okay, let's go further. Now, on a related subject, Islam is a rape culture. Okay, here's another pedophilic death cult. Okay, and, and I mean, they act like they're so much better and we're infidels and we're unclean and they have all of these disgusting practices with sanitation and with the raping of little boys. I mean, just can't, dancing boys of Afghanistan. They're, they're chai tea boys. It's very, very common practice in afghanistan and pakistan and where islam is really real islam this is the real pure form of islam these are some of the most debauched sick pig devils you have ever run across i mean and and our troops go over there and see this stuff and if they speak out against it they're they're kicked out of the army dishonorable discharges and things of this nature when they that when they literally see like you know, they're the heads of the of the police in given towns having these chai tea boys raping them on a daily basis. I've told all the stories where, you know, like taxi divers drive around there interview, oh yeah, stop, I see a, a group of homeless kids I'll go out and rape a few of them and then get back in my cab, do my fares and, and you know, come back and and they treat 
little boys like they're just like um i don't know worse than you could ever treat a dog i mean just like filth and garbage and it's just totally accepted they don't i mean i have seen reactions in some of these documentaries of these sick perverted twisted devils and it's almost like they start rolling their eyes when you start bringing up the yeah well you're basically raping this little boy every day you've got him as your little sex slave and and they and they have this reaction like i can't even believe you're bringing this up basically i like i can't even believe you're going there because this is not this there's nothing wrong with what i'm doing uh, this is good so shut up you infidel you don't know anything about our culture this is what they want to this is what they're exporting into europe and america because this is what Allah breeds, the sick, perverted... I mean, hey, Muhammad, he was a pedophile, took his first, his, his favorite wife, I don't know if it was his first wife, but took his favorite wife, Aisha, at the age of six. Okay, this is all part of the their unholy writings. They admit to this. Muhammad, the pedophile pervert. But he was gracious and supposedly didn't consummate the marriage till she was nine. So he didn't he didn't rape her till she was nine. I don't even believe that. That's probably lip service. He's probably raping her the first night. Like I would trust a pedophile, in other words. Okay? This is the justification for the pedophilia in Islam. Muhammad's who they follow, and he was a pedophile devil pervert from the beginning. So aren't they supposed to emulate Muhammad? Well, they do. Where Islam is being practiced in a pure way. It's real Islam. You know, fundamental Islam. They're being fundamental to their faith in the Quran, the way it's laid out. These lukewarmers that they got here in America that are supposedly into peaceful Islam, and they're not into maybe jihad or holy war, or maybe in imposing Sharia law, well, they're really infidels. They need to be beheaded. They better get with the program. And they will. They will. They, all, they always fall in line. Aren't they all falling in line, the, the, the peaceful Islam lovers in, in Europe? Do you see them out in mass protest? No. No. They're all going to fall in line. They're all part of the same devil death cult. They all pray the same devil. As many as one million white European girls raped by these devil Muslim gangs. They target white European girls. I, I, I'm sorry, but it just seems like over and over and over the target, whether it's in America or whether it's in Europe, is the decimation and the eradication of the white race. This is their playbook, not mine. You could call me, oh, you're a racist, you're the, whatever. This is what they're doing. This is their actions. I'm not going to apologize for these devils that are targeting white girls. They want to breed the white race out of existence. This is from their own writings, their own playbook, what they said they're going to do. They're just fixated on white people. In this video, you will clearly see, but I can't say that because I'm a white guy. I can't say that. I'm, I'm, I'm not being politically correct. I'm going to say it. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I'm going, if I saw them committing, and I've pointed out many atrocities, that our government's done to the black people. The Tuskegee Airmen, you know, all the, all the injecting syphilis into them and then letting them develop what they call tertiary syphilis, which basically like liquefies your brain in the end stage. I mean, they've done horrible things to the black races 
over over the years. They've also done horrible things to both white and black. They've, like, in other words, chemtrailing. Everybody's getting to benefit from that, you know. But I point out wherever I see atrocities committed, I don't care what race it is. Oh, well, you know I'm not being prejudiced. If I was only pointing out stuff that was supposedly committed against white people, and you will, well, yeah, well, you don't talk about this. Well, I will. I've talked about all kind of atrocities, but it just seems like every time I turn around, the white race is being targeted. Hollywood does it all the time. They portray white guys as the biggest morons. And, and just, it's constant. It, it's never ending with with what the Hollywood agenda. I don't even want to go down that road, but anyway, in this video you will clearly see how is Islam gang rapes women and children. It has no respect for non-Muslim cultures, families, women or children. Our very lives are on the line with this very real culture war. Beware of the Trojan horse of Islam. And again, this is you know, they're trying to bring as Obama was trying to bring as many in as he, as he could. It's a huge scandal in Britain. Muslim rape gangs. You may not have heard much about it. It's been covered up by the media and the government. But now we're about to show you the entire story. And it is shocking. Bill Hurd brings us this incredible You know, despite story. all the atrocities these devils are committing every day in, in, these, in these once, like, European countries that were non-Muslim dominant, despite all the, the atrocities... The more they bring in, the more the crime rate goes up, the more the rapes... I mean, it's almost exclusively the, all the rapes are coming from, from the Muslim men. These are, these are the most sick, as a group, they are the most sick, perverted devils this world's probably ever seen. Probably since Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, and but I'm talking about this is on a mass scale here. Islam, guess what? Just overtook Christianity as the world's number one religion. That just happened this last week. Now, granted, I understand a lot of what we would term as Christianity aren't Bible-believing Christians, okay? I wish they all were. If they all were, I believe the amount of prayer and things of this would just, you know, would, would, there, it, it would absolutely change the world. But because the vast majority of the Christianity that's going on in the world is kind of a pseudo-form, a works-based form, um, we're not seeing really the power of God regarding that. Um, but yeah, this is, this is what Islam does when it comes into a culture and, and they do it every single time. And a lot of this is to breed the infidels out of existence. And, and again, they, they seem to want to just target in this particular case, they, they're targeting white, white girls. Right from London. Some scandals are so massive that they're simply hard to believe, but this one is true. As many as one million white English children may have been the victims of Muslim rape gangs, better known as grooming gangs, in towns up and down Great Britain. Policy analyst George Igler. I mean, when you counter an issue that is just so unbelievable, just so outside your frame of reference and understanding, the immediate human reaction is just not want to believe it at all. Perhaps even harder to believe is that while there have been prosecutions, British authorities have still not stopped this criminal activity. There's a particular problem involving Pakistani heritage men who target young, vulnerable white English girls. Not my words, but a member of parliament, Jack Straw, who also said these Pakistani heritage men view white English girls as, quote, easy meat. This is when some shout racism, but here are the... <laughs> I mean, where, where, where are the men there? Where are the... 
we're the men wanting to defend the cause of the innocent and the I just I oh I, I don't understand this. Are they just a gelded race? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying the five listeners over there listening to this that you're all gelded. I'm just I don't get it. I just don't get it. I, I just I don't I don't understand it. I really don't. I mean, anyway, uh, this is just this is horrible. Facts. Calculations based on convictions show that a British Muslim male is 170 times more likely to be part of a sex grooming gang than a non-Muslim. And there are no recorded instances of non-Muslims doing this to Muslim girls as part of a criminal enterprise. In one local jurisdiction, it was estimated that six out of seven Muslim males either knew about or were part of a grooming gang. Six out of seven. Six out of seven. And where were they all mostly from? Good old Pakistan. Well, wasn't that what I just mentioned? You know, Pakistan and Afghanistan, where you have the, the, the I really believe from what my research indicates, from the documentaries I've seen, the sickest, sickest sex, sex, and I don't mean S-E-X, S-E-C-T, of, of, of Muslims that, that are on planet Earth, okay? And, and obviously, if you were Satan, you would want to take those sick, perverted maggots and export that into cultures that were totally unprepared to deal with something like that or that mindset or the devious, sickening, perverted behavior that they exemplify. So that's what Satan has done. He has brought those devils into these areas and and you know then then made it basically uh politically uh incorrect to say anything against any of it it's just it's, it defies the imagination any example of non-muslim men targeting muslim girls for this organized form of abuse so the argument that this crime exists everywhere is not only false but is being deliberately cultivated by the media and by the government inquiry that is kicking the can down the rows. The grooming gangs have been traced back as far as the late 1980s. At-risk white English girls, often from broken homes and some as young as nine years old, were wooed or groomed by teenage Muslim boys called Romeos and even by groups of Muslim men who hung around school gates. I mean, it is an organized thing that these perverted sick twisted devils are doing they even know you know they know who's being targeted they know like they're outside of school gates where is is the is the the men in these societies like trying to fight against this i'm i'm sure there's some but this should be a massive if this, if this doesn't get you enraged, if, if this doesn't, you know, fire you up, I, I just feel like, you know, you're, you're just dead inside or something. Something's wrong. You know, the gelding is fully complete, evidently. I, I don't know. The plan was to make the girl feel important. She was given gifts and drugs, but she was being groomed to be a drug-addicted prostitute. Then came the... Get- That's how all pimps work, basically, on that same principle. You get them addicted to the drugs, especially if you can get them addicted to some of the hard stuff like heroin and stuff like that. And they're they're basically yours for the duration, you know? Because there's such a huge demonic component with, with drugs like 
heroin and, and with these with the prescription uh, like oxy and the, anything that's opiate based, meth and that type of stuff. I mean, you know, if you saw the demonic exchange when people are doing those types of drugs, I mean, it, it, it would probably scare all of us to, <laughs> you know, if we actually could see the demons infesting people when they're doing these drugs. And that's what they're doing with these girls. Gang rapes. The girls were threatened with death if they tried to flee. It's not just sexual abuse. It is unspeakable levels of violence. Victims being raped with knives. Victims being raped with bottles. Uh, victims having their tongue nailed to tables. These are sometimes girls who are being picked up from children. See, I mean, you know... Is there any other solution but mass eradication of these devils? Is, is there any way to rehabilitate this level of demon possession? Is there any way? How could I not pray that God rain down his fury, his holy fury on this wickedness? But God shall shoot at them, the wicked, with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. According to Psalm 64, that is the best thing that could happen for society and for them. Because at least in hell, if they were allowed to live another 10 years, they would just commit more crimes that they would actually suffer even more penalties in hell for. You know, yeah, if it's possible, God save them. I just, I, how could somebody that's this demon possessed to the toenails? Again, just don't see that very often as far as testimonies. Well, I was a wicked pedophile. A Muslim pedophile or a pedophile, I was sacrificing children daily and I got miraculously saved through the Lord. I'm sorry, I just haven't heard that testimony yet. Not saying God couldn't do it, I'm just saying we would be talking about an extremely tiny, if non-existent, sect of society of people that would ever get saved. Not saying God couldn't do it, um, there's nothing to do hard for God, but you know there is, a, there is a line you cross when you are turned over to a reprobate mind according to... Uh, Romans 1, what's talking about men with men, women with women, and uh, that seems to be a line that very, very few can come back from. Now, I do believe there are testimonies of gays, women, lesbians, and men that have been saying, I've even played those where they've been saying, but a person that's gay, okay, and let's say they're with another man, that's one thing, it's two consenting adults. This is a whole other level of depravity. We're talking about little children here. We're talking about torturing them. We're talking about killing them. We're talking about turning them into drug addicts. And we're talking about enjoying that. Okay, so again, that's me. I'm funny that way. You know, it's just my personal opinion on these things, I guess. But I think I think it's pretty biblical. I mean, from what I can see in the Bible. Sometimes on a Friday, uh, are being raped during the course of the weekend by hundreds of men uh -huh. and then returned with bleeding groins back to the uh, children's homes on a Monday morning and they don't do anything about it at all. Christine's uh -huh. goddaughter was preyed on by the grooming gangs and uh -huh. is helping girls through the group Women Against Grooming. They pulled up by the side of her in cars. They tried to get her in the car. They were talking to her. Come on, come with us, we'll take you here, we'll take you there. Were you saying that the authorities make it sound like it's the, the yeah, English it's, girl's fault? Yeah, or the parents' fault. It's your fault because you haven't got control of your child. If you are a young English girl, particularly between the ages of 9 and 14, and you find yourself subject to the perversions of Muslim men, 
you effectively exist in a country where the forces of law and order don't exist at all. This is why this verse really strikes home for me. This is what I pray for, for myself a lot of times. I mean, I, I honestly, I really want God to use me this way. Um, Jeremiah 51.20, Thou art my battle axe and weapon of war, and weapons of war. For with thee I will break in pieces the nations, and with thee I will destroy kingdoms. And I mean the kingdoms of wickedness. God, use, use me. Use righteous men to destroy the kingdoms of wickedness. You know, use me to defend the cause of the fatherless and the, and the innocent or, 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 or righteous men in general. Because I can see, you know, no glory being got to God, brought to God when this is occurring. This is just pure wickedness that, you know, needs to stop. And, and it's just, it's beyond grievous. It's beyond anything that I think any of us could even comprehend. But it's going on every day, millions of times per day across the planet. And Islam is one of the main places it is occurring. Now, obviously, we've talked a lot about the pedophile networks, and it's wide-ranging. But I think as far as a overt, massive level of of in-your-face pedophilia i don't know anybody that's that's doing more more of it than than islam they really don't stephen lennon also known as tommy robinson former leader of the english defense league was just a young boy in the town of luton when he learned a family member had been victimized by a grooming gang my cousin was raped and she was found naked running from the muslim community age 13 the police wouldn't help. All the police would say is she's a drug addict. She was a drug addict because they got her hooked on drugs after grooming and raping her. Some say grooming gangs originate from a particular region of Pakistan, but others point out that the Quran encourages Muslims to take enemy women as sex Absolutely. slaves. Absolutely. They're just being they're just being fundamental to the religion. Like a fundamentalist Christian, he's fundamental. He takes the Bible, you know, as as the word of God, and he tries to live by the fundamental principles of the word of God. Well, they're just doing the same thing with the Quran. They're just being good Muslims. That's that's what they're doing. They're, they're doing as Allah, the devil moon God, commands them. Muhammad had sex with a nine-year-old wife. Yeah, but again, he took her at the age of six. So I just don't believe that three years went by before he actually consummated. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. They're taking a pedophile's word for that. So he won't look maybe quite as bad, please. ISIS defends sexual slavery as Islamic, saying enslaving the families of the infidels and taking their women as concubines is a firmly established aspect of the Sharia, or Islamic law. Yeah, look at all the Yazidi girls that they've taken in the Middle East and like Syria and those places and all the Christian, I mean, they, they pass them around, sell them as sex slaves, They're on, they literally have auctions, they have open markets, I've got into all this before. I mean... <laughs> You just cannot imagine the depravity of Islam. It, 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 is, it is just so beyond comprehension. The reason these crimes were covered up and continue to this day is political correctness. No one wanted to be called a racist. The definitive book on this scandal is Easy Meat by Peter McLaughlin, who declined an on-camera interview for safety reasons. He told us journalists would not speak about it because the perpetrators were mostly dark-skinned and Muslim. Childcare professionals used political correctness as an omerta, a code of silence concerning what the public was allowed to know. These girls are the victims of a multicultural revolution, and it's certainly 
an indication of the fact that this accusation of racism is potentially the most powerful political weapon known to man. This is also an example of what can happen in a country of 60 million where the press just refuse to report where the cries of I mean, all these but it's, it's not just refusing to report it's demonizing anybody that comes out and says anything against islam you know it's 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 just truly the height of insanity and cowardice agencies fail fail to merely discuss what's going on and it's only going to get worse for this reason the cover-up was eventually exposed yet the grooming gangs continue to operate one victim told a British newspaper, nothing has changed, not in the slightest. It's still the same scale as before. Ugh. They get sexual kicks out of ruining the most precious possession that those people have, their daughters. Stephen Lennon warned that there will be repercussions. But there will be a lot of blood spilled in this country and it will be on the hands of our leaders. When? And there'll come a time when they'll realize what they've done. And the country's people will realize what they've done as well. They've uh, sold us out. I mean, they, they, all these devils should have been lynched a long time ago and purged from their countries. They, they, these people are savages. They are absolute, and that's what Obama has done, everything he can do to bring these people into our country. But they're, they're, they're in not at the same population level as they are in Europe. Went over the statistics before, when they get to a certain percentage, then they start doing... They get more and more overt with their true behavior patterns as their population, as their numbers increase, as they infiltrate government, as they get into positions of power. That's when you really start to see their true colors. But when they're at, when they're at an earlier, when they're at a, a lower um, population number, they'll act all goody two-shoes, at least for a time, to a certain extent, in order to deceive the infidels. In order so, so that they can breed more Muslims into existence and also uh, um, export or import more Muslims so that they can have greater numbers. Destroyed our nation, destroyed our culture. Dale Hurts, CBN News, London. Oh man, I mean, uh, just. Uh, and here, here's the next report Allah gave orders to kill every infidel. ISIS vows to massacre Christians in a chilling video. ISIS threatened to continue tax on Christians living in Egypt. The justification comes from the Quran. Like I said, they're just being fundamental to Islam. Western leaders and media can continue to deny or ignore the truth about Islam, but the truth will not go away. The only option is to defeat this devil death cult driving this evil. There is no prize for their evil but death. Uh, hell and the lake of fire, I added that in. Um, God gave orders to kill every infidel. No, God didn't, you, you lying fork-tongued devils. Allah, your lying devil moon god did. Gave orders to kill every infidel. ISIS vows to massacre Christians in chilling video. Um, Islamic State militants in Egypt have threatened to increase attacks against Christians in the country, vowing to liberate Cairo in a chilling new video. Yeah, like, the Christians that are there are, are, are causing them so much trouble and they're doing all this stuff to justify their massacre and their rapes and the selling the women into sex slavery. You know, it's just, it's truly one of those things where it doesn't matter what you do, you will never appease Islam. It, it doesn't matter what you do. They, they, either, either you convert or you die. 
That's it. There is no other option. There's no other way to, to appease it. it. It has to be eradicated. Jihadists have increasingly targeted Egypt's Coptic Christians in retaliation for their support of President Sisi Orthodox Cops, C-O-P-T-S, that make up about 10% of Egypt's 90 million people and are the Middle East's, Middle East's largest Christian community. Um, in this 20-minute clip, the group singles out prominent Christian Egyptians identifying the Coptic Pope I mean, again, I, I'm not. I'm sorry, but there's no way I'm going to include Coptic Christians as true born-again Bible-believing Christians. It is a works-based pseudo-Christian cult. Okay, they got their own pope, they've got their own set of works and stuff. And I'm not saying everybody in that religion is unsaved because I've seen a lot of a lot of they would go to their death and and cry out to Jesus Christ. I don't want to sit here and be in judgment of them. Okay, because. The average Christian in America wouldn't do, you know, one one hundredth of what they would do in, in a lot of different ways. And I don't mean my listeners, I'm just saying the average lukewarm 501c3 churchgoer in America. So God knows their heart. I pray to God they're all saved. I truly do. But I know that, that you know, they're in a works-based, you know, pseudo-cult. They got their own pope, that type of stuff, you know. So obviously I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, I pray to God, God shows them the truth. I truly do. And I do believe he has shown a, a, a lot of them the truth. But, you know, the way that they've died, I mean, my word. A lot of them, my, it's, it's amazing. Anyway, um, uh, the group singles out prominent Christian Egyptians, identifying the Coptic Pope and a number of wealthy businessmen as the group's, quote, favorite prey. I swear to God we will liberate Cairo and free you from captivity, they say. Um... The footage features a mass jihadi identified as Abu al-Masari who promises to see the release of imprisoned Islamists when the group takes control of the capital. The December attack in which 29 people were killed was the deadliest on Egyptian Christians in living memory. The video pictured the funerals of victims of the St. Mark, Mark's Cathedral bombing. ISIS claimed responsibility for the bombing, its deadliest attack in Egypt outside the Sinai Peninsula where it has been waging an insurgency since 2013. In the video, the militant is seen clutching an assault rifle while standing in a wheat field. He says, finally, to my brothers in captivity, rejoice, you believers. Do not falter or grieve. I love how they, they try to talk like they're so righteous and so upright, you know, and while they're raping little kids and doing all this disgusting pedophilic garbage and, and generally mutilating their children. And, oh, it's just... Anyway... He says, I swear to God, we will very soon liberate Cairo and free you from captivity. They, they use God as Allah. Okay, that's what they mean when they say God. It's not God. Okay. We will come bearing explosives. I swear we will. So rejoice, you believers. I pray to God all your wicked efforts be annihilated, destroyed, and nothing comes from, from your wickedness, you devils. May your own tongues fall upon yourselves. If it be possible, I pray your souls be saved. But I, I pray God rain down his fury on this wickedness. In the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the narrator goes on to say that Christians were no longer dimmies, meaning a term used in Islam to reference non-Muslims who, who enjoy a degree of state protection. Oh, no. 
Instead, the group describes Egyptian Christians as now infidels who are empowering the West against Muslim nations. Yeah, I'm sure those Christians are causing you so much problem. You just got to kill every one of them, behead them, and subjugate the women and turn them into your sex slaves. Yeah, right. You're, you're really justified, you sick bunch of devils. The video identifies a number of potential Christian targets, including the Coptic Pope. One of the militants carrying an AK-47 assault rifle says in the video, quote, God gave orders to kill every infidel. No, Satan did. Allah did. Your devil moon god. And then it says, Oh, worshippers of the cross, the soldiers of the state are watching you. Says another mass militant. Ugh, sick devils. Here's another report here. Oh, I'm way over on time here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end part three here, and we will go to part four now.